Hello, welcome back to another episode of Quick Spin, the Odd Week podcast. It gets to the essence of the automobile. Today, we are talking about the 2023 Toyota GR Corolla. That's right, the hopped up Corolla. You can take a look at this GR Corolla on our Instagram page right now. It's at Auto Week USA. And hey, while you're over there, why don't you head over to our Facebook page? Click that like button. Then we get all the great Auto Week content sent directly to you. We're going to spend a ton of time talking about this Corolla in just one second, but first, we have to pay the bills. Gear up with Road and Track and Car and Driver. Head to shop.roadandtrack.com to shop apparel and gear made specifically for the modern enthusiast. Whether you're looking for a sweatshirt to keep you warm as you cruise with the top down or a leather keychain to keep your keys in check, there's something for every gearhead. Visit shop.roadandtrack.com and hit the road in style. And Emmett, you're here today because you drove this GR Corolla. Emmett, how was your day and how was this Corolla? My day is going great. And uh, Corolla was perhaps even greater. Uh, I felt very lucky to be able to drive the GR Corolla. It was one of those cars that uh, from the Sport Compact class that I had not driven yet. So I was, uh, needless to say, I was very excited to uh, get behind the wheel. No, I totally understand that. I think it's the last of our series on Sport Compacts, it seems. So g- glad we can finally round that one out. That said, Emmett, you take us on a quick little walk around of this GR Corolla, which we're going to go to right now we are here with the 2023 gr corolla and what i have in front of me is a core version with a few choice upgrades but uh save for the very cool wheels and some uh, little inletting and some badging on the side and the uh the chunky hips the gr corolla doesn't look like much more than your average corolla except if you look at it from behind and you go hmm why does this thing have three exhaust pipes? Uh, and why is one of them square in the middle? And if you start asking those sort of questions, you, uh, you definitely start uh, getting the vibe that the GR Corolla is not just any ordinary hatchback. Uh, it looks kind of cool and angular. It has all these sort of juts to it that I think adds a little bit of prominence. Um, and actually the one that we saw with some mud flaps looked real good. That really added some... Uh, some sort of highlighting to how much wider this car is than a uh, than a typical Corolla. We've got these 18-inch wheels on the core, sort of like a spider spoke wheel that actually look really, really good. And uh, I think 18 is a good size for this car. So many cars these days are going 19 or 20. And while, uh, you know, some bigger wheels never look too bad, I think on a car this small, particularly it does look and feel sort of small, having some... Uh, some smaller wheels actually feels more prudent and more true to the uh, sort of rally origins of the GR Corolla. So, and here we are in this nice frigid morning in the, uh, in the Corolla, the GR Corolla and no shocker here. The interior of the GR Corolla is just like a Corolla. It's one of the the retaining features, I would say, of the GR Corolla is that until you put your foot on the gas or until you look down and see, it is hard to tell that it's nothing more than a Corolla. You look at the shifter here, the shifter and the steering wheel make up the majority of the changes in the cabin of the GR Corolla. There are some seats here in the core that are different. They have some GR badging on them, but they're really not that much different than their original Corolla seats. And that is something you do have to upgrade to if you're looking into, you know, what, what you want your GR Corolla to be special for or why you want it. If you want it to feel special and to have a little bit more prominence, both to the outside and the inside, getting up to the circuit um, is really probably going to be your best bet because then you get the better seats in the circuit. 
the diffs are standard in the circuit. Obviously, that we have the diffs here as a result, but they aren't necessarily standard on the core. You're not going to necessarily feel super special in here, but I don't think it matters once you get this GR curl going. So why don't we uh, why don't we fire it up and get it going? The interior being. Uh, essentially it's the same as a pedestrian Corolla. Now it does change with the Marito. It gets pretty wacky. I'll say that much having been in the entire fleet of them. But it is it is odd almost, especially when you look at the Honda Civic. You're right. This just feels like a Corolla. It really does. And I think that was my... It was a bit shocking when I got in it at first when they dropped it off. Because a lot of these sport compacts, Elantra and I think also included, it's not that much different than maybe it's, you know, less performance-oriented siblings, but there's enough there that it feels different. It's often in the seat. I think the seat really makes the biggest difference. And even in dynamic driving, the seat sort of wasn't up to the task, in my opinion. So it, it's it's a big, bit of a bump to go premium or circuit edition, um, but if only for the seat. And then maybe the rear wing, if you really want. <laughs> it might be worth it to bump up there. It is interesting, though there is one huge distinction with the GR Corolla that you cannot get, I believe, in the standard Corolla hatchback, which is that uh, manual shifter, uh, that six-speed, I believe, is the hugest of changes for the GR Corolla. Uh, how was having that in the cabin? Was it, did, did it make it more exciting? Yeah, of course. I mean, it was not only did it make it more exciting, because, you know, we all like driving stick. It was a pretty good manual transmission to it as, as it goes for modern ones. It didn't rev hang too much. Um, it did have a little bit of that modern manual uh, automation in which you sort of let go of the clutch a little bit and it sort of auto revs up and doesn't want to let you stall and in many cases and stop and go traffic i didn't even really have to push the gas to get moving you just kind of hold the clutch at the right spot and it sort of pushes you forward i turned off the auto rev matchings i actually thought that uh i could do it a little bit better in this case than maybe the toyota system could so i don't know about you but Toyota calls it intelligent manual transmission. So I don't know if a Toyota call you an intelligent manual transmission, but they will say that you drove the thing, which we can go to right now. Once you get behind the wheel, who cares about that hard plastic or people thinking that you're driving an XSC Corolla? Who cares? And that's because you got a 1.6 liter turbocharged inline three cylinder. So we've got a triple under the hood that makes... Uh, a whopping 300 horsepower and 273 about pound-feet of torque. And the truth is, it really does feel like big power. Um, it's got real short gearing. Uh, even in sixth gear, going about 75, you're turning about 3,500, a little bit over 3,500 RPM. Uh, so the gearing is real short. Um, it can do highway cruises just fine, but the nice thing with the short gearing is that it makes for a... Uh, particularly quick feeling acceleration. You feel like when you get on it, the power is delivered to you uh, almost instantaneously. And let's just say you're not doing felony speeds doing a pull in third or fourth either. You're still sort of doing just a little bit over the speed limit. I think that makes a big difference uh, in being able to enjoy this car on the public road. Um, we can talk a little bit more about some of the other uh, touch points of the car. I mean, the steering's pretty good. It's uh, You got a real small steering wheel, which I really like. It really lets you sort of manhandle it. Uh, if you will, if you if we can use that terminology, um, and the shifter is neither here nor there to me. I was you come see come saw um, in the sense that it's pretty notchy. You sort of get a direct feeling of where you're at. Um, the knob that they put on this one is a sort of bigger rounder knob. It's nice to use. 
but it's not the most incredible shifter I've ever used. It's, it's in the upper tier of shifters that I've used. I think one of the most interesting things about this car is the way that it really takes to rough, sort of hard roads. Because um, it sort of has that rally car uh, pedigree to it. Sort of, you know, getting a little rowdy on some rougher, more rumbly roads. This car feels incredible doing that. It's very controlled. You're not really getting jostled around as much. The car is sort of just taking it. Um, and that's something that I think is missing sometimes in competitors like the Civic Type R or the Elantra N or, you know, uh, any sorts of these cars that, that sort of match up in price point and in market is that those are often very good, direct, stiff performance cars. Uh, but day to day, uh, you know, and even in real life performance scenarios where you are driving on, uh, rougher roads, it's hard to deny how good this GR Corolla is. It just soaks the bumps, but it sort of lets you play over them. Like you feel like you're, you're, you're taking in the bumps, but you're also sort of riding over them in that even if you, you know, start getting on the brakes real hard or start turning in or start getting, getting on the power, it's sort of going to sort it out for you. This is a very confidence inspiring car to drive quickly. And yet day to day in traffic, like I'm in now, it feels pretty mundane. I mean, the, the clutch is easy to use, the shifters, you know, again, shifters easy. It's not as if like you're fighting with anything. Keeping the engine low, it's sort of just a quiet, a quiet little three. Although I will say, I'm so used to hearing this such a, this three-cylinder noise on like a Triumph speed triple that it sounds sort of strange to be having the same noise coming from a uh, <laughs> a car. Take on the tail of the dragon and experience the best of bourbon country on Road and Track's Smoky 600 Rally. Join Road and Track for a four-day adventure through Appalachia, featuring curated group drives led by editors. Track time, distillery tours, and tastings, and stays at boutique hotels, culminating in a spirited grand finale drive down the tail of the dragon. Visit experiences.roadandtrack.com to reserve your spot today. Let's just let's just lay the numbers out really fast. 300 horsepower, three cylinders. Now, by my math, and I failed third grade math, but by my math, that's 100 horsepower per cylinder. That's absurd. I know, and it's not beyond that. It's not even just 100 horsepower per cylinder. It's a 1.6 liter, so it's a tiny little engine that makes a lot of power. It frankly feels, out of this sort of sport compact category that I've driven lately, I think the GR Corolla may have felt the quickest. I know the Type R and the Type S have a jump on it numerically, but the short gearing and the, the small size of the Corolla really make it feel like a, uh, a rocket ship. No, for sure. Toyota says it's a 499 zero to 60 which uh i have never timed it but i it's probably sub five seconds if you look at it really hard and don't click the button at five seconds which i believe is what toyota's done uh it's awfully close to five seconds you can just say five seconds uh that said emmett so we've been in a situation where we've driven all of these maybe not all of these not all the cars in the world but we've driven the entire fleet of sport compacts right we've driven the integra the civic the elantra and now this Toyota, and I guess where do you where do you stand with the Corolla in terms of like a of its competitive set? Is it is it, is it good? Well, I think it's good. Um, I don't think the Corolla would be the one that I would buy, perhaps because of its interior, and perhaps because it was frankly pretty hard to get one for any reasonable price for a good amount of time. But I think it's the most special and perhaps my favorite of the whole array that we've driven. And I think. A big part of that to me 
is how genuinely small it is. It's a 104-inch wheelbase, essentially, only 3,200 pounds. Um, and, you know, sort of parked side by side with my E30 for a moment. The Corolla is the only car that actually looks small and is, frankly, not that much bigger than my 1984 318, which is a testament to Toyota making a, a truly small car in the time when it's hard to do so. That said, $36,500 before D&D, after D&D, wrote a little over thirty seven. If you can find a base model Corolla, GR Corolla, that's kind of STI prices. That's It's very affordable. Absolutely. I think the only caveat there is, I, if, if I'm not mistaken, the base model core, um, the two limited slips. To get the Torsen limited slip differentials, you do have to step up a little bit. Uh, but the circuit edition, forty five grand. Uh, now it's a little expensive. But uh, man, this thing is a hoot and a holler. That said, Emmett, on a quick spin, we try to get to the essence of the automobile. And the 2023 Toyota GR Corolla is no exception. So I ask, I beg, I plead. What is its essence, Emmett? What's its raison d'etre? I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I think the essence is Toyota fully leaning into not only its enthusiast roots and its enthusiast past, but into a rally heritage that sometimes goes overshadowed in the face of, uh, you know, teams like Subaru Technica International and Quattro and all that sort of the hype around those two all-wheel drive systems and the, the history behind them. The, uh, the Toyota teams and their Celicas and their Supras back in the day. I think it's fantastic that Toyota's leaned into that and made modern iterations both in the, you know, the non-US Yaris and in the US available GR Corolla. And it feels like you're driving as close to a rally car as you can get for the street. And with the STI gone, I think that Toyota is one of the only brands actually offering that experience for anyone today. Well, I couldn't agree more. That said, I think this is a good place to put a pin in it today. Emmett, thank you so much for driving the thing. I know it was a challenge driving a GR Corolla, but somebody has to do it. And listener, if you do me a favor, hop in your digital GR Corolla and uh, you know, head to Spotify or Apple Podcast Store, where you listen to this, and drop us a five-star review. I'd really appreciate it if you could cruise along in that digital Corolla some more to our Facebook page and click that like button. There you get all the great Auto Week content sent directly to you. Now, I say this at the end of every episode, but I do mean it. Without your listenership, none of this could be possible. So thank you for listening.